What's up, Drop Pod listeners? You can listen to the Drop Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Pods. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can also find all of our content on YouTube at the Drop Golf Podcast, as well as all our socials. That's Instagram and Twitter at the Drop underscore Pod. No matter how you consume us, like, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff, follow and listen along. This episode is presented by the Law Office of Mallon and Tranger. Tom Mallon and Randy Tranger are board-certified trial attorneys who share more than 40 years of legal experience. They specialize in personal injury matters, workers' compensation cases, and criminal and municipal defense. As certified trial attorneys, they've recovered millions of dollars on behalf of people injured in accidents and employees injured at work. They have offices conveniently located in Freehold and Point Pleasant. For skilled and personalized legal representation, call Mallon and Tranger at 732-780-0230 or check out their website at tmallonlaw.com. Not only are they good people, they're good golfers too. Yeah, I can't wait to, to drop all those. And we can see your beautiful face. Yeah. We can see your beautiful face. I'll give it to you now. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the other one. I think I like, I like the other one. <laughs> This is a drop podcast where we talk golfing in the Garden State. I'm Mike Poro, and this is Ryan Kulat. What's going on, everyone? We have a really special episode for you. Today's guest is Jack Wall and his brother, Jerry Wall. You might have heard Jack played in the Genesis Invitational last week. Uh, We talked about it on the podcast last week about trying to get him on. We weren't able to make it work, but we did get some time with him this week to talk about his experience. He had his brother Jerry on the bag. It was awesome to have Jerry as well. Just two great kids. I mean, they're, they're really wiser than their years are. They're both very well-spoken, but, but also like a couple of kids that like to have fun and they're you know, joking with each other, telling stories about their week together. It was, it was incredible. An awesome experience that we were able to sit down, have with them and, and hear about their awesome experience. So Yeah, so I mean, listen, these, these two guys are when you're talking about born and bred golfers in the Garden State, Jack and Jerry have it. Their stories are incredible. You know, they're two brothers that went out there and, and Jack accomplished something that, you know, I think a lot of us thought he could and he ended up doing it. Jerry gets on the bag, shares some incredible stories. Another, I get it. I understand we say it often and we say it a lot, but it's another must listen to episode. There's no question. There's no question about it. Uh, but before we jump to that, Rye, um, let's talk a little bit about Hazy Sticks. Um, these guys, you know, and I shouldn't even preface it. It's, it's really a guy, Justin, you know, he, we connected with him on Instagram. Um, he has, you know, what are our golf alignment sticks and he's been fortunate enough to make us the drop podcast, two custom sticks that we are going to have a nice little giveaway on and they're color green, just like us for, you know, golfing in the garden state, just like a lot of our logos are, um, they're engraved. With it says the drop podcast on them. The giveaway is going to launch officially on Thursday after um, this episode is released on Wednesday. Um, and, and Justin's going to tell us a little bit about him, his company, and, and things that he's doing. So before we jump to Jerry and Jack, let's let's hit up Justin real quick about some of the things about his business. So we're fortunate enough today. You know, I know the audience loves the giveaways. And I know that anytime that we're able to, to toss something out there to all our, our listeners and followers, um, I know they, they are all in on that. And, 
you know, we got another one coming out tomorrow. So you got to make sure you take a peek to Instagram and see what we have coming out. But what, who we have on today is, is Justin over at Hazy Sticks. Um, they make golf alignment sticks that are unbelievable in terms of the designs, the embroidery, the, it, it, it you know, from top to bottom, it, it's high quality stuff. And, you know, Justin's been kind enough to come on here real quick, give us a few minutes of his time and, and talk a little bit about Hazy Sticks and his business. So Just, I appreciate you, you know, stopping on here real quick with us. Yeah, sure. Um, appreciate you guys letting me on and, uh, you know, this is going to be fun to be able to talk about like sort of what we do and um, how everything works and sort of the process. So why, so why don't you give us a little, you know, like tell us a little bit about Hazy Sticks because obviously, you know, as a golfer, I, I seen it in people's bags. I see it all over Instagram. I see people tagging you guys all the time in it. Um, and obviously in the game of golf, having some sort of quality and durable alignment sticks goes a long way. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Hazy Sticks and, and, the, and the business that you have? Okay. Yeah. So Hazy Sticks is a uh, custom alignment business, alignment stick business. We create, you know, like you said, high quality uh, alignment sticks for people. It's like the next step. It's sort of what do you, uh, what else can you get? And um, these are personalized, which makes it uh, a lot of fun for the consumer to be able to choose what they want. Uh, they can, you know, think about schools, colleges, uh, businesses, whatever they're color scheme is they can sort of go along that line and uh that's what makes it fun yeah it's it's been uh, a nice two-year journey so far i started you know just sort of uh telling my wife it was something i was interested in and uh our daughter's name's hazel so kind of works it's what like, made you what made you get into the into this area because no offense like like you said it is a little bit of a of a specialty it's not the you know the big name you know golf clubs things of that nature. So what what drove you to this area? So I feel like I've always um, been sort of tinkering around with things. Um, I used to take uh, buy like Scotty Camerons and refinish them and uh, resell them, and then you know do a couple of things for some friends on the side. And I just sort of uh, was looking around one day and, you know, at the end of the day, I know I'm not the only one doing this. So I'm like, how can I make what I do uh, unique compared to others? And, uh, you know, I've been fortunate enough to talk to a few of the other people that do this and we're all on the same page. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, with golf clubs, there's so many different companies, so many different brands, um, all doing their own unique thing. And uh, we're all trying to, there, there's so many clubs out there and so many people out there. I feel like that's one of the biggest things I've learn from this experience is how many people are actually out in this world um, that, you know, as you probably learned as well, it's just, it's crazy. And it's a lot of fun because you meet new people all the time. And I guess knowing the, the golf alignment world in terms of like the product and how to use it, being a competitive golfer, like, I guess my question to you is, is let, for the audience to hear this, like what separates you and your product maybe from the others like why should someone if they're into wanting to update their alignment sticks or even frankly get them because they're ready to take it to the next level like why hazy sticks over the other brands that are out there so i think my ability to um, bring that customization to the the consumer i think they're able to you know anyone nowadays who can use their phone or use a computer and i i uh ipad is able to simply go on there and click really any colors they want. And I'm there to help them along the way if, if need be. But I mean, 95% of the people have no problems creating their own thing, 
they can choose between, I think, 300 different fonts uh, and text. And, you know, my biggest thing is like through this whole thing is trying to find the best quality. So I'm constantly rolling these sticks out when I receive them, uh, I receive them as uh, three inch dowels and I roll them all individually and chuck the ones that I don't feel like are good enough of quality for someone to, you know, if I were to purchase it, I wouldn't want something that's uh, warped or bent or anything like that. So I'm going through every single one. And, you know, at the end of the day, I have my eyes on like everything that happens. I do almost everything. Uh, it's myself. My sister helps out my father-in-law, actually my friends, girlfriends, and like some other people I found on Indeed. It's really like piecework type stuff for them. Uh, the taping helps a lot. And then I'm the one that's doing everything else, engraving, painting, shipping, all that fun stuff. So um, yeah, it's busy. Yeah. I mean, listen, when I, when I took out, when the shit sticks came to my house, right. And I take, I took them out. I, I texted Ryan on the side. I like, man, I don't want to give these away. Like I, I want to throw them in my bag. I mean, the fact that the fact that they had the the drop podcast engraved on them, I was like sold. The colors for us were right up our alleys. Like I'm like, I I kind of just want to keep these. I, I mean, I don't need to have a giveaway right now because, like you said, I think that's the one thing that, you know, seeing different types of alignment sticks, the quality of the stick is really to me what separated itself from others that I've seen. And and hearing, you know, about how you basically find the best of the best that even are sent to you and then you discard some of the other stuff, I think speaks to, you know, the quality of what you have and the and the product that you have. I, I truly do. Thank you. Um yeah, I would say that, you know, generally where sometimes if we have a or I have a batch of, you know, two hundred and fifty sticks or so, um Sometimes 50% get tossed, sometimes wow. 30% get tossed, but you know, you, you love it when you can just start rolling and these things are rolling perfectly straight and you're like, all right, yes, I got a nice little run going, uh, which is cool. I'm constantly trying to find uh, the best like waterproof tight quality of uh, of clear coat that I can. So I've, I will say, and um, we've talked about it, we're like, man, we feel little bit bad for the people who not that they were bad when we first received them but like the quality has gotten better over time for sure same with this um, podcast in a sense. <laughs> yeah exactly right yeah. it's just <laughs> yeah so it's it's you know you want it to do that and i think that's the whole idea and um you know and other things like finding the right price point at the end of the day is like what are people going to you want to make it affordable where you know I look at it as myself a lot because it's like, all right, would I buy these? Um, would I just click around all day? Uh, it's saying, man, these would be cool. One day I will buy them. But I think it's one thing too. It's like, it has become like the perfect gift for someone who has, you know, pretty much everything else. Um, it's hard to buy golfers gifts because, you know, you, you walk into the store, especially if you don't know, and you're like, all right, well, what do I buy? Is there a minimum on how many that you need to buy? So I've tried to vary it so that no matter your budget, pretty much, you're able to buy what you need. I, I want to say our website ranges from like right now, I just released the Black Collection, which is a single stick that just has our new um, alternate logo at the top with the H and then that person's custom engraving on there. And I think those are 35 bucks. And then if someone wants to, buy two pairs that they're literally doing everything they want to it. I think it might go up to like 
93, 96. Um, there's stock sticks that you'll get hazy sticks on each stick uh, in a $69 range. And then for an extra $7, I engrave uh, the one stick for them. So I'd say I get a little bit of everything in terms of uh, who buys what, but a lot of custom sticks and a lot of people are coming out with some really cool uh, combinations that I don't even think of. Gotcha. So so let's talk a little bit about the giveaway that we'll have on our end. Um, obviously, you've been fortunate enough to, to send us two customized sticks. Um, it is the design number four on, listed on your website. So if people don't know, they can go to hazy-sticks.com. Um, they go into the custom sticks. It's alignment stick design number four, you know, with our green and white, you know, and, and why don't you talk a little bit about that, those custom sticks specifically? Yeah, so the ones I made for you guys were um, one of the uh, newest clear coats that I do use. And it's like the, the quality I feel like is just like, it's becoming next level quality where it's like, it's sort of like glass when you feel it. It's got like that really like thick coating on there it's it's nice yeah um, listen like i, I said like when i when i got it i was blown away i said oh like man, a piece I, you want to hang on the wall i'm like i just i just need i just gotta keep it selfishly it's just gotta go in my bag like i need one in my bag and one in my room because it says the drop podcast on there i'm like right this is perfect like do i even need to do a giveaway like i just want to keep this thing you know so obviously for our listeners and 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 people that are are following along the giveaway will launch officially tomorrow so you'll have to make sure that you check instagram for all the rules and to make sure that you follow not only the drop podcast but hazy sticks as well so listen we we can't thank you enough for doing this with us and and and, you know for everybody you know go give justin a follow at hazy sticks on instagram go check out their website hazy-sticks.com all great stuff you can get custom alignment sticks all different accessories, go check them out. So just, I appreciate you giving us a few minutes here to talk a little bit about you, your company, and hopefully we can continue this relationship in the future. Yeah, for sure. I really appreciate you guys getting me on here. You guys enjoy, all right? Thanks, Thanks Josh. appreciate it. Take care. All right, talk soon. Today's guest, um, you know, listen, we're fortunate. We've been trying to get Jack on after, um, his amazing run out there at the Genesis Invitational. And we're not only fortunate to have Jack on the episode today, but we got his caddy and brother, Jerry. Um, so I think this is another one of those episodes that I know Ryan and I say every single time. But you want to hear some stories. Um, you want to hear about meeting Tiger Woods. You want to hear about playing with the big dogs out in California. Like this is the episode to, to listen all the way from the beginning to the end. So um, I, I do want to paraphrase that before I get going. So Jack, let's start at the beginning because I know that you guys were out in Hawaii. Okay. You were supposed to play a tournament out there. North Carolina was out there. Um, and we just, we were fortunate the other day to have David Ford on, who's another f- a phenomenal golfer. Um, in the collegiate world, and I'm sure you know his name well. But the tournament obviously got get, gets canceled because of high winds. So you guys don't even get to play the tournament. So I'm assuming that the two coaches decided, like, hey, listen, let's have a Big 12 ACC matchup with two premier programs in the nation. And then you guys decide just, just, just to play the following day. Is that correct? Yeah, pretty much. So we, <laughs> you know, everything kind of hit the fan, I would say, after the decision to cancel the first round like we had played i think it was seven or eight holes 
and uh they called us in because it was just i mean it was bad like balls rolling off greens and just the whole nine and then they they called that round canceled it next day we play three holes they pull us off the course that one gets canceled and then they're like you know we're not doing this anymore so um but with all the flights the teams were leaving i think it was the saturday everybody had their flights and teams were like oh we don't really want to move them so let's make it you know let's turn it into something useful for us so four teams got together it was texas georgia tech us and unc we're like let's do a little competitive like national championship little test run here and uh yeah so we came up with that and it was it was great um i think 12 other teams played a a different tournament at the same course just like a four ball or something that didn't really count for anything, but we wanted to get like a, you know, a beneficial NCAA championship run just to see what we kind of have to, to do moving forward, which I thought helped a lot. I mean, it was still blowing like 55 out there. Uh, it was nuts. Like you were hitting, I was hitting four iron from like 120 yards. Jesus. Wow. I mean, it was <laughs> wow. Wow. How short do you hit it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so, that, yeah so the coaches you know kind of just came up with that last second and uh it worked out great so i mean you guys i i mean the names alone on those two teams you know when you dive deep into the wagger or pga tour you like they're they're no joke i mean between ludvig and calum and yourself and and david ford like we could go on and on in just the names of both teams being big time golfers and you know i and, and I hate to do this because David Ford was an absolute gem of a guest for us. He was a good dude to talk to. But, you know, Ludwig pretty much rolled him. Yeah, he. Uh, we kind of got done with everybody's match. and We were all just kind of talking after. And uh, Ludwig, had in, I mean, in 60-mile-an-hour wins or 55-mile-an-hour wins here, and if you miss the fairway on some holes, like, I mean, it's pretty tight, you're, you're losing golf balls. Like, that's just end of the story. Like, you just lose balls. And we get done with it, and we're like, oh, how'd you play? He goes, yeah, I played really well. After they had finished the match, he kept playing a couple holes. And he was like, yeah, I drove this this par four, hit it to like a foot, and I made eagle. And we were like, wow, that's kind of sweet. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was to get me to that was to get me to eight under on the day. Stupid. Wow. And we were literally, everybody on the team was like, oh, man, I was like one under, two under, you know, even one over. We were all just like, wow, we thought that was pretty good. He was at eight under with a short par three and a par five to play. Sick. Sick. Wow. Insane. Yeah. When I, so when okay. I, I saw that, I, I said, I figured he had to play good because, you know, no offense, David Ford's no, no, you know, no joke either. Like he can flat out golf too. He can golf as well. What is he, like top 10 in Wagner? He's number six. Right. Guy wins. That's what he does. But uh, yeah, it was, you know, crazy to listen to him. Like, Eight under, like that's it, not even right. Any- it doesn't right. It doesn't sound like David could have done whatever he wanted to that day. It doesn't matter. He wasn't beaten eight under with those conditions. It sounds like right. So so again, okay. So that tournament ends. Okay, that's what Friday that you played that, correct? Yes. Okay. So now, do you know that you're going out to the Genesis as one of the two guys from Texas Tech going? Like, did you know that your invite was preset? Yes. Yeah. So okay. we can qualifier for it prior to going to Hawaii. So it was me and my one teammate who didn't make the trip to Hawaii. So he was going to meet us in LA. So obviously we were flying out Saturday, the day after the match. And we just kind of hung out, you know, 
for most of the day. And then me and my coach took a different flight to LA that night. So got in Sunday morning at like 2 a.m., 2.30. So yeah, that was pretty much the the schedule of events that are leading up to it. And what time did you tee off on Monday? 8 a.m. I was one of the last ones to go. Like I think the first tee time was like 6.40. Wow, early. Sun came up, you're going. <laughs> yeah. So- <laughs> That's pretty much the PGA Tour schedule. So, so obviously now, now you tee off on on Monday, okay? Um, you have to be feeling pretty confident after how you played in Hawaii too, because you played pretty well to to beat one of Carolina's guys as well. And and um, so you go into Monday, like, what are the expectations? Do do you think like, oh shit, like I legit have a chance to get in, or is it like, you know, well, let me just see and maybe see mid round? Like I knew I was playing all right. I mean, it wasn't anything special. Like I've definitely played better golf, but just kind of the atmosphere takes you away from the pressure and the expectation of like playing in a PJ tour event. Cause you're playing with, you know, one tour pro who's just out there kind of like knocking it around, not really, you know, happy to be out there, I would say, because yeah. they you know, they just want to get it over with and like, that's it. And then you're playing with two of your school's donors. So like, it's more of like a social you know, talking a lot, where are you from, that type of stuff. So um, it's really hard to get in that space of like, I'm actually qualifying for a PJ Tour event right now. It was good though, because they did have leaderboards, like, you know, they used all the tour leaderboards for us, which was pretty cool. So I got to see every few holes where, you know, I was at. And after, I think I was on, I teed off on 10, I got to the green and I look at the leaderboard, and there's a kid three under three three. I'm like, all right, I'm done. But <laughs> <laughs> like well, Jack, that probably takes out some pressure. Even like you said, it's tough to get in that spot. It, you're probably just like, okay, three under through three. I'm out. Tough to get revved up for this. Let me just go. Let me just go hit some golf balls today. Right. I mean, at that point, you, I mean, obviously you're still nervous because there, you know, that there's something on the line. So like ten. Hit a good tee shot, you know. Made ended up making like a five footer for par. I'm like, all right, that's that's a confidence booster to start the day making a five footer. Like, I get on the next tee box, and on eleven at Riv, they have all of the tour manufacturer trucks. Like, they have them lined down the right side, and I was nervous. And I guess I just got really quick on this swing, and I hit it through some trees right off the tee on the right side and ended up nailing <laughs> on Cleveland. And I swear, people ran out of it like a bomb at And I'm like, oh no, this is not good. Like I ended up hitting it like 200 yards off the tee. I had to hit three wood to like cover the little ravine, which still like I got lucky that I covered it. I was in the rough. I ended up making five. And then from then on, I was like, yeah, all right, let's, let's play some golf and then played better coming in. But that was uh, a crazy start. And then thinking about the kids who are 300 through three, I'm like, okay. Jerry, are you caddying for him on Monday? No, no, I was, I was working. I was probably pedaling some cars and uh, we were, we were trying to follow along, but the, you know, in all the tournaments that these guys play in, they're so well, um, like the live scoring is so well, like tracked. This was like, we saw, I want to say we saw like even through six, maybe. And then I don't think there was another update at all until I think my dad got the text from his coach saying like, he's got him, you know, two putt on, on nine to get into a playoff. And then um, 
he goes, all right, looking like a playoff two and a half feet. And I'm like, I mean, Jack should make it, but two and a half feet isn't a gimme. Um, and then we heard playoff. And then uh, coach finally came back, or texted my dad saying that he was in after number 11. So, like, between getting told, hey, there's a playoff, and then playing the 10th and 11 holes, it was probably, you know, 35 minutes. We were like, what the hell is going on? And then we were all jacked up at work. Like once we found out and I was like, I'm flying out, like get my flight flying out for, you know, as soon as possible, you know? So I booked the flight on Tuesday for Wednesday morning, flew out there, rolled in. And uh, yeah, that was, that was how that kind of worked out. It's, it was, <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy because I knew that yeah. you're playing out there that day. Right. I, I saw some things on Instagram and, you know, people are like commenting, especially people that follow NCAA golf heavily. And they're asking questions on Instagram. And I just, you know, who's going to win? I just, it's 9 a.m. in the morning. I'm at school. Jack Wall. Like, I'm just, I'm putting it out there. Like, I know that you're in there. And I don't know if you have a chance. But I'm putting it out there. Like, who the hell knows, <laughs> right? Right? So, I'm getting a text around like 4.30, 5 o'clock saying like, yo, Jack Wall's in a playoff. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. No way, right? Like, I'm now <laughs> scrolling through Instagram and Twitter trying to find, like Jerry said, like some sort of leaderboard, but I, no, it was no nowhere to be found. Of it. Then, and you would think like with the Genesis Invitational, like, you know, a big PJ Tour event, and this is Tiger Woods' event, Tiger Woods' showcase, that you would be like, hey, they almost even do like a live feed of like the playoffs. Something. You know? People would have watched that. I mean, a ton of people would have watched. Listen, that. people right. in the Garden State probably would have been sick because two really good college players going at it head to head for the last spot in the Genesis Invitational. Right. Or up, as man. Jack said, they use they use the, the the leaderboard. Seems like it was up to date throughout the course. Just put oh, yeah. just get that on there somehow. Yeah, it was crazy. It turns on it, like figure it out, guys. And yeah. then when when you won, right? I I finally get a text that Jack's in. He eagled eleven. Like I'm that I'm that guy on my phone trying to break news. Like I'm checking, I'm checking. I know that you played Kentucky, the kid from Kentucky. I'm checking their golf account. Nothing. I'm checking Texas Tech. Nothing. I'm going Instagram, Twitter. I'm like trying to be that guy, right? The minute that I go to try to press send, I see Kentucky puts it out there and beats me by like 15 seconds. And I said to Ryan, I'm like, dude, I just lost out. I'm trying to break this news that our boy Jack had a chance to win this thing. That won it. He won. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Absolutely crazy. It wasn't, it wasn't crazy. I'd say the last hour was crazy. Well, tell him about like we we call or you called uh, Dubs our dad, and um, I'm pretty sure my dad was like, oh yeah, Jack. You know, he called. You know, he called me. And, you know, to say he was in, and then like my dad could even hear like Jack, we need you in like the media room, like you know we got to do like some media stuff and whatever. <laughs> and so you're getting ripped away to do all that stuff, like like a whirlwind type of a situation. Like happy Monday, baby, <laughs> no doubt. Well, it it all started with like I didn't really think I had a legit chance. Like I had to do something special down the stretch because I I looked at a leaderboard. I think I was I was two over. No, one over. I, I needed to to like make two birdies to get into a playoff for what I thought because one under was leading. And that kid from Kentucky was one under going into the last hole. And uh he ended up make he ended up making bogey to get back to even and then on eight at Riv, hit a good drive, hit a really like a decent wedge to like 20 feet. And I'm like, this is the putt. Like nine's a tough hole. This is the putt that will decide my future, kind of. And uh, ended up rolling it in and just was like top of the world. 
give it a little fist pump. Like, let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> everybody, everybody in the group's like, come on, like, let's go. Like, How long was the putt? Like 20 feet. I mean, not yes. not a very good wedge shot from like ninety. <laughs> <laughs> and no, and no video evidence of this. There's no, no like, there's no. I don't think so. No, not that I'm aware of. Again, like their cameras are already set crazy. up for this tournament. How to just right. just throw like throw fifteen percent of of your video camera people on so a couple holes can be videotaped. Yeah. Again, Jerry, like you said, figure it out. Like figure it out. Like this is not like a, a small thing. No, you know, and you already have the infrastructure the biggest, in place. Like, yeah, like I feel like it's one of the bigger like collegiate. Even if even if you literally just had your your uh, you know like lowest level media people, like your social media people, just going around and like with their phones and like taking a video here, or, like hanging out by the ninth green, like where everybody's finishing, like hey, here's a putt for Jack Wall and just throw it up on your on like your story. Like mm -hmm. Golf Association of Philly and like the Met, New Jersey State, like they're I can I think we can all agree that they're a little bit smaller than the PGA tour. You couldn't get like, you know, all hands on deck. Like let's figure out what a, a way to, you know, get this kind of like out into the out into the world. Like, like keep us posted out here. Yeah. And and I agree. It's it you're in the world we live in today where everything is videoed. Everything you're telling me we can't get one person to video. Okay, fine. You don't want to do the first 18, right. fine. But we're in a playoff now. And we're not playing right. one playoff. It's the we're same playing group two. Get, you know, and all, and all, get one guy on it. They did. You know, all I see, I see Jack make the 20-footer for Eagle on, on the second yeah, playoff. That That's the video that a, I saw. I got. The, the cameras started showing up on 9T in regulation when, like, after I made the birdie, I have one hole left. That's when the first camera came and started – you know, shooting some, obviously it didn't do anything. They didn't produce any video, but um, I got a heck of a lucky break on nine because the left bunker, left fairway bunker on nine is death. Like, I was just, oh, I was just going to say, let's go back because you, you bang the, you bang the 20 footer on eight. Let's go up to nine. So like, it's a tough hole. Jerry knows this. No like, doubt. Probably made eight. <laughs> you, it's very hard to hit the fairway. That, that bunker is like, you're, you know, hitting a wedge out. Like, you're not doing anything from that point. It's a shot penalty. It's a shot penalty. And I hit it directly at this bunker, and I knew it wasn't going to carry. It just didn't have enough air under it. And I'm like, oh, no. And then I see it land perfectly in the bunker. It rolls up the lip and gets out of it. And I'm like, you wow. know, it's, just, it's, it's, like it's just one of those signs where, like, I mean, it's just meant to be, I guess. And then hit a nine, I got there to, a like, a back right pin just on top of the, the tear and Right. It's in. It's like probably two inches in the rough, and I'm thinking to myself, like, I probably got a 15 foot chip slash putt straight downhill, down grain, downwind. Like, just got to get it moving, mm -hmm. right? So that immediately eliminates wedge. I'm like, I am not chipping this thing. Bad putt, just as good <laughs> as a good chip. Like, literally, just just make contact with a putter and just get it rolling. And I actually hit an unbelievable putt till probably it, i mean it was like a foot like it wasn't two and a half feet right yeah which is why we were nervous because it's like all right two and a half foot of that ain't no gimme especially, especially when you're like you know, you're shaking and and everything's <laughs> on line you know it's like you know th those are the putts that look like they're five and a half feet where you know you're a degree off with your your putter face and like you don't sniff the hole you know it's but a foot you know we would have felt better about that we wouldn't have been like shaking at the store like it was a foot where you don't have to you don't have to worry about it just banging home. But two and a half feet, if I had if I read it, it probably would have been a left edge putt. Like it was breaking hard left right. 
Wow. So yeah, it was like a foot, 18 inches, you know, finishing the round is so nonchalant, like finish up, shake hands, you know, here's my scorecard, all this and that. And they're basically just like, all right, well, we're just finalizing one score. Like we're going to 10 T. So, and then three minutes later, I'm sitting on the 10 T with this Kentucky kid, like getting ready to fight it out for the, that one spot. My cat, and meanwhile, my caddy that I had a, a Riviera Club caddy, and he's all amped up. Like, I don't think he's ever made it into a PG before. Like, <laughs> event caddy. Oh man, that was a heartbreaker. <laughs> Jack, I'll see you on I'll see you on Thursday morning for the for the tournament. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Al. Little, but, um... So in the playoff, was, though, you birdie honestly, ten. This kid from Kentucky made one of the most unbelievable birdies on ten that I, I've seen. I mean, I've I've only played Riv four times. And this was the one that was like, wow, that was sick. Like that was unreal. I mean, if you're familiar with the hole, you kind of, the line is to take it left at the trees yeah. and then have the angle and right. have the angle towards the green. And there's a bunker mm-hmm. that's probably 50 yards short of the green, just short of those trees on the left. Jail. And Jail. This kid I was playing had the honors um, and he hit it right into that bunker face, like right into it upslope. 50 yards and everybody knows in golf that like that is the hardest shot and then you got to give it like all right we're at 10 at riv that green is impossible like he would have to land this thing on the far right edge of the green just to keep it on the green and i'm sitting there like in the trees got lucky had a perfect angle like just had to chip it up there and i hear him hit this thing and it sounded i didn't see it but i heard it and it sounded a groove low and I'm like, oh, no, where's this thing going to go? I mean, and it couldn't have landed more perfectly on the right edge of the green. And it spun back to like 12 feet. And I'm like, that was an unbelievable <laughs> shot. Like wow. hats off to that. That was, that was sick. And I ended up chipping up there using the slope a little bit. I probably had seven feet behind it. And uh, this kid gets up and rolls it in like dead center. I'm like, oh, cool. all right, let's roll up the sleeves here and see if I can make a putt. And I had been struggling on the greens all day because I was just so tentative because they were so fast. And I'm like, all right, just, you know, stay focused, pick a line, hit it. And the I mean, just you can stay focused. You can be proud of the result no matter what it is type deal. Mm-hmm. And I just got up over this thing. I ended up playing like, I want to say a foot and a half of break for a seven footer. Ten's green guys is just an absolute joke like it should be illegal to have a green like that yeah you see it on tv it was one of the most that week i I was glued to the tv all week not not only because of you and tiger no the whole nine but like it was a phenomenal tournament like 10 was one of the most spoken about holes whether it's fair you like it you love it but you saw how dangerous that green was so I, i guess i'm not surprised that it was a foot and a half on seven feet watching all these tour pros throughout the whole week like, I'll give a perspective here. First of all, the bunkers around that green are, I mean, insane. Out of penalty, probably making bogey. You're probably hitting, if you're in one bunker, you're probably going to hit two bunker shots on the hole. Like, Jack, would you agree where where you were in the second round? Like, and you actually couldn't have gotten luckier with, like, on a little bit on the upslope, perfect lie to that back right pin. You had, right. you had a shot. And you actually hit an unbelievable shot just to keep it on the green. Right. Have, like, I don't know, six, seven feet for birdie. If that pin... If you were, if the pin was like middle where it was the first day and you went at that pin, you did, you could not have stopped it from a, a more perfect line. You couldn't have stopped it on the green going at the pin. You would have had to have played away from the pin from a perfect line of bunker to that one pin. I mean, that green is like everything slopes, you know, 
toward it's it's a front to back sloping green and if you throw balls in the in the fairway long and you have to pitch it over that back bunker to a you know a back right pin i was hitting like spinners and was finding it like very 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 difficult to hit the green from a perfect lie in the fairway dropping balls like i was hitting three four tip shots and i was maybe hitting one or two on the green like that's and that's hitting uphill into the grain yeah everything working for you (laughs) everything working for me perfect situation i literally got to tee up my own ball in the fairway because the zoysia kind of tees it up and i was still having you know a hard time like you had to catch it perfectly i mean that's just how hard this hole is and i mean it's one of my favorite holes honestly it was it's unbelievable it's way harder to play in person but anyway made that putt in the in the playoff and then got to go to 11 and adrenaline pumping just absolutely ripped the tee shot i mean probably hit the thing 350 360 avoided the shrix on truck avoid <laughs> i was in my head i actually was walking up to the fairway and my coach was there and i was like yeah that tee shot was a little better than earlier <laughs> <laughs> did you only need a two putt on 11 to win did i read that correctly yeah so he had hit it. He hit the fairway with his tee shot. It hit it kind of up there short left of the green in the rough. I hit driver five iron into this green. It's probably, I don't even know how long the hole is, but I hit a five iron from like 235, 240, hit it to 20 feet. He hit a flop shot to about 30 feet and then ran it past about six feet. So really like he had a six footer for par and I was putting for eagle. So I mean, all I had to do was just get it down there. Right. Not so, but it was like, no, I don't want to take chances. So I'm just going to, I'm going to try to make this thing. (laughs) And you're right. And then you make it. I mean, I mean, I can, like I said to Ryan the other day, I said, there's, there cannot be a person in this world that had a better seven day stretch from going out to Hawaii. Nonetheless, just, just go to Hawaii. Okay. Then play well in Hawaii. Then you go into Monday you have an unbelievable victory, right? Just the whole day itself. Like you just, the experience I'm sure was, was something else. So you win Monday. Okay. I can only imagine what the phone is like. Okay. I know I'm one, I was probably one of a gazillion people that are texting you saying, great job. Like I'm fucking running around my house going crazy as if I have anything to do with what you did, but I am like, let's fucking go, bro. Like let's go. Um, and then you wake up Tuesday, like, but give us a little bit of what Tuesday and Wednesday is like leading up into Thursday. Um, so Tuesday is the day where you got to get all your work in. You got to, you know, as a playing in the event, not being a you know well-known tour pro, like Tuesday is your day to get all your prep done. Because Wednesday is like out. Wednesday is pro-am from tea times are from like 640 in the morning till two in the afternoon. Like you're just not going to play. And that was something that I kind of learned, like the real schedule of events at a tour event. So Tuesday is the day where you do everything. I had a, you know, good bunch of media stuff to do Tuesday. So I didn't really end up getting to play until like two o'clock. And I actually went out and played nine holes with Sam Ryder, who's a really nice guy. And uh, we were just kind of hanging out there for nine holes. And then I ended up playing 13, I believe, um, on Tuesday. And it's like... I kind of told myself, like, I got to separate myself from my phone while I'm preparing just because, like, I could I could sit on my phone for 45 minutes trying to, you know, organize texting and 
Instagram and all this stuff. So I was like, I got to disconnect from from all of this. All right, so I can only imagine what your phone was like because my phone was blowing up from how excited Mike was about you finishing. Yeah. So I can only imagine what Dude, yours was like. <laughs> I was I was on another level. I'm texting Ryan like, you cannot fucking believe this. Jack is in. Like, let's fucking go. I'm listen. I'm, I'm texting my buddies. We're making bets that Jack's gonna make the cut. He's finishing top forty, top twenty. Like, I'm all in. Like, I'm saying to myself, this guy is not fucking going to do something, and I have nothing on the line here. Like, I'm all in. I'm all in. I come home I come home after school on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I'm turning on the golf channel, and there yeah. you are, and I'm like, let's go. The phone was next level. Like, I've never experienced it really that way. Like, what? Like, I Which think is nuts because you've won tournaments before. Like, yeah. you've won yeah, big like, events. People text you a lot. <laughs> like, winning the Med-Am was, you know, something. Um and that one was manageable with text and everything. But when you, I mean, when this happened, it was nonstop from every angle. So you got like Instagram, texts, phone calls, literally the whole nine. And to a point where I don't think I managed the Instagram very well. Cause like I had, you know, my teammates, everybody was post like reposting <laughs> stuff. And normally when you have a situation like that, like I'll throw it up on my um, feed. Mm-hmm. And it was a point where like, it this is probably a hundred deep. Like I, at this point, I'm just not. I don't not going to post anything. I'm right. Post something. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, like a lot of the people that were reposting, I have their phone numbers and they texted me, so I can kind of give them a thanks through text. Um, but at the end of the week, I just threw something up on on Instagram saying like, "Oh man, like thanks for all the support, all that stuff." So, but I mean, Instagram was nuts, and you got all the, you know, DMs from just people that you've never even heard of and like just all that stuff i'm like oh my god it was it was pretty crazy but um happy it happened put it that way (laughs) i can't imagine why (laughs) so so jack what was the out of all that media day uh, obviously i would imagine meeting tiger is the is the is the height of that day what was that moment like when you when you either first saw him or like shit this is now real what was that morning like in, in that regard? Well, they texted me. So I had, you know, a guy at the event telling me everything I needed to do. Like, hey, would love to get you for photos at 1030, I think he said. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. I thought it would just be photos with like trophy or, you know, I had kind of known that, you know, last year Tiger did make an appearance and like meet with the collegiate showcase winner. So like that in the back of my head, it was like, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but then we get up to where we were meeting and they were like, you ready? And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you're going to meet the big cat. And I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. Did they say big cat? Did they, they say the big, big cat? cat? Oh, my God. Love oh, that. my God. Love That's that. awesome. <laughs> Love that. And I'm just like, yeah, let's do this thing. So like 1030 was the set time we were supposed to start. And I'm like running around trying to get, you know, everything situated because I'm dealing with like getting a car for the week because I didn't have a car and then on top of it like I'm supposed to meet Tiger so I'm like I gotta be there for that so <laughs> and like, like not just be there that. physically but like you want to be present like this is a moment right. in your life this might be the only time that you're going to meet Tiger and like right that is something that you want to be again not just physically present for but like in the moment as well right so me and the the Charlie Sifford award winner marcus we were just kind of hanging with the media people on the balcony above the putting greens and we're just kind of you know hanging there talking 
getting to know each other and you know 11 o'clock rolls around and every time the door opens from the clubhouse we're like <laughs> and like i can't tell you how many false alarms we've had and what you, you're obviously trying to make it subtle like you just kind of like oh i'm just looking over there i'm not right really you get one of those like stretches like oh, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah no, nothing over there <laughs> and, that, and then eventually just his posse rolls out like he you know got his manager the whole nine and then tiger just follows and we're i'm just like wow there he is like he's a beauty <laughs> there's the big cat <laughs> um yeah, so you know he he walks out, and I was with my teammate, you know, the previous night, and he was with, um, the guy who had won the award last year, who got to play in Tiger in the Genesis, and he was like, "Yeah, Tiger loves sarcasm, like he loves to joke around, loves to you know, kind of mix it up a little bit." Like, so for the whole night, I'm like, if I get to meet Tiger, like I gotta throw something out there, like. Just so you'll remember me. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, oh, maybe when he rolls up, be like, hey, Tiger, like, maybe you want to do a little side action? Like, what what game you want to play? Like, something like that, that will just throw him off guard. <laughs> and uh, I, he end up, he, he walks up to me, and I'm literally like, just get your name out. Just literally say my name. <laughs> and I'm like shaking, I'm like nervous. I'm like, hi, I'm, I'm Jack Wall. And, and he's just like, so nice to meet you. And we literally sat there and talked about, like, the, the playoff and like where the wind was i'm like oh my god I'm, t- I'm telling the greatest golfer of all time where the wind was blowing yesterday and i'm on top of the world nothing so insignificant as talking about the wind and i'm like yeah it was coming from like that way the tiger's just eating it up he's like yep okay got you nice <laughs> so jack now obviously after you meet tiger you guys are shooting the shit about the wind like did you get your little sly sarcastic comment in there i didn't know ah damn i, I would have loved to know like no. hey listen you want to play a little game of hammer like you want to just like get after <laughs> a little bit no i didn't get, i didn't get anything in unfortunately I, I, i'll tell you i think the i think the move would have been to be like uh hi i'm jack wall who are you <laughs> that's <laughs> nice a sarcastic yeah nice to meet <laughs> yeah i mean just crazy i mean he was giving us tips like oh yeah like do you guys want to do my my press conference conference because it was like his first press conference of the week that was broadcast everywhere like i mean they were showing it at like restaurants on thursday after like the first round was done and uh we got to he was like yeah basically just tell one story and he was telling us tips from that fred couples gave him which was pretty sweet Mm -hmm. and he was like yeah his thing is uh tell one story and then just bob and weave that's what he told us. He goes, that's what, that's what media did. And uh, so, but we got to follow him. We got to walk with him, which is honestly very difficult. He walks very slow, just with the leg and everything. I mean, they don't want to walk in front of Tiger. Like, he's the star. So I'm like walking behind him. Like, wow, I got to really like be conscious about walking slow right now. But then to, you know, see him do his, his media, which was pretty cool. So then, Jared, you show up on on wednesday right? right you leave wednesday morning yeah. i can only imagine if i was jack's caddy and i get him through the thing and then all of a sudden his brother shows up like i am like furious but oh yeah 100 now you show up did you see the course prior now i don't know if you have a history of playing it but like did you see the course prior wednesday at all or no you're just jumping on the bag thursday saying let's go 
Um, well, I played the the USAM out there. So, I mean, it actually reminded me a lot of the event. I thought it was going to be a little bit softer for, like, the tour guys. Like, when the USGA gets their hands on a course, like, they trick it out and they make it as hard. Like, there's, there's nothing that they could do to make the course harder. Um, so, like, I thought the greens were very similar to, like, when I played it. But, like, as far as, you know, the week, when I got out there Wednesday, we weren't allowed to, you know, go out onto the course because of the pro-am stuff, um, which I wanted to kind of go out and, like, you know, shoot slope and and uh, kind of get an idea of, like, how the greens were running. But sure. obviously, uh, you know, with everything going on with, like, the pro-am, we couldn't get out there. So, um, we basically spent a couple hours, like, you know, putting and on the uh, on the practice range and um, doing that kind of thing. But, yeah, like, on the first hole or 10th hole on on when on thursday that was like the first time i had even stepped foot on any one of the putting surfaces like the whole week um so i'm like you know trying to add input like early on in the round but like definitely kind of trying to stay out of the way because you know my input isn't going to be as uh you know probably helpful as whatever jack's thinking in his head because he's already been out on the course probably at that point, that's his third time around. So, you know, if I was just trying to add, you know, speak when spoken to type of a thing, mm -hmm. you know, add, add when I could, he could almost, he could almost coach me around a little bit. And then like, once I got it, I think we were pretty much spot on um, with like the, you know, trying to pick out like landing spots when chipping onto the greens and, um, you know, uh, matching up because those greens, it's kind of like Baltus Raw where um, you could pick one of six different lines with a lot of putts um it just depends on how hard you want to hit it like do you want to baby this thing in like dead weight so you play an extra eight inches of break or are you hey let's like take off a little break and just drill this thing if you drill it and you miss though you got six feet coming back i mean that's that's kind of how the greens are out there so you really got to feel it into the hole jack you make you tee off on thursday like i'm i'm glued to refreshing my my screen on every hole that you're playing thursday and friday like i i can't kid myself i'm like the biggest fan right there like are we thinking make are you thinking like you're gonna make the cut like is that the goal going into thursday friday or are you just saying like hey listen let me let me have a good time because i can't lie my buddy and i who who both bet on you together we went in together on everything we're watching on friday afternoon and we're like, dude, if he makes a couple birdies coming in, like, he's gonna make the cut. We're gonna we're we're gonna check one box here. Like, are is making the cut like something that you thought was a possibility, or you just listen? I'm just here to have fun. No, it it was. I kind of had to get out of the like. I found myself on Tuesday being like, you know, oh my god, I'm playing in a PGA Tour event at Riviera, like Tiger's event. Um. So that was kind of a whirlwind and like I I actually texted Chris Goderup and Ludwig and was like, hey, you guys got any tips? Like, I know you guys have played in some big time events. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, and they said, you know, like you're meant to be there. Just focus on yourself. Don't let the outside noise kind of bring you into to a bad space. You know, just be confident and you'll be all right. Like you'll be good. You belong out there. So that was really cool to see from them, um, them taking the time to, you know, send a little response back to me. Um, but there was no, there was no expectation really at the beginning of the week. Like, obviously, you know, you want to make the cut. You, you want to top 20 at you. I mean, in a big time field like that, you'd get a lot of, a lot of media for that. Um, but with, 
my college, like at Texas Tech, we pride ourselves on like not being so result oriented. We're more of like the process, the journey to get there. And if you, you know, if you do your process right and you do it well, um, no matter what the result is, like you can be proud of what you did type thing. So basically my thoughts for the week were like, all right, I'm going to, you know, stay focused, be present each and every shot. And we have these things, we call them the four boxes at school. Um, and I was going to stay in my four boxes. Like that's just what I was going to do. And the results will, you know, take care of themselves per se, hopefully. Um, but that was ma- the main goal of the week was to just stay focused and not let the outside noise or, you know, the distractions get to me. And I actually thought Jared and I did a pretty good job with all of that through the week. I think between shots, I think we talked a little too much golf, but that was as much on me as anybody else. So more I, of like a growth mindset than a fixed mindset, yeah. more or less. I love that. I, I love that, that like follow your process and you can be proud of the game plan you came up with. If it doesn't come out, you can still be proud of what you put on there. You know, like, yeah, that's, that's good stuff. Right. I mean, the last thing you want to do is get into a, like a, I got to make the cut here mindset. And then you make a few bogeys and then all of a sudden you're like, I got to force some shots to make birdies. And Riviera is the last place you want to force anything. Right. Now you got to start pressing and yeah. And then all of a sudden you turn two bogeys into, you know, four bogeys and a double. And then really your week is done. So it's, it was staying patient, staying focused, executing every shot to, you know, what I believe like to a hundred percent of my ability, put it that way. And, um, see where it took me. So, so, so you mentioned like talking a lot of golf in between shots. Uh, I think, th- like you said, that's on you. Uh, I would also think that's also mostly on your caddy. Do you think you're going to be hiring him for future events? <laughs> um, definitely. I'm, I'm just going to hang up. <laughs> <laughs> Minus a couple of shots that, I mean, I reacted to. He yelled at me. During the he week. yelled at me. He screamed at me. I didn't like, yell you at asshole. <laughs> I didn't do it directly at you. You were just in my presence. <laughs> he was number eight. Like, I'll I'm... never forget it. I, I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I've been in trouble at work before, and I'm like, and eh, whatever. Like, my boss was mad at me, and I was like, yeah, I just, I fucked up. <laughs> Listen, we all know it's always the caddy's fault. Yeah. Listen, yeah, being a caddy, you guys, know, no matter Jack what. Jack didn't miss the cut, boys. Jack didn't miss the cut. The, yeah. It was the caddy. So let's dive into the caddy thing, okay? Um, because I see the picture circulating of you with the rake in your hand. You got the Leggett's hat on. And I say, man, if that picture doesn't end up in Leggett's, they're doing themselves a disservice. Um, because that hat Thank you. is, is like, you know, I, obviously the story is Jack and making the Genesis and all that nine, but like, I mean, Jerry's rocking a a Leggett's hat in a PGA tour event and it's, it's on camera. We've, I've seen the picture circling right. and I'm like, I'm like, this was, is priceless. Like, dude, I'm not going to lie. It's that so was funny. almost as big as Jack making, making the tournament <laughs> around yeah. here like that. <laughs> the background of that was incredible too. Like they couldn't have picked a better time. <laughs> For sure. Oh, it was perfect. It was so funny. So I'm in, I'm in like it's on, on uh, Monday. I'm talking to Hector and, and um, you know, he's like, oh, like, you know, what do you got this week? Just working and stuff. And I'm like, now my, my little brother qualified for the PGA tour event. So I'm going to fly out there and caddy. And, uh, 
he's like, all right, like, you know, I'm then I'm getting, I'm going to get you some like leggings gear. So like, I get two hats and, uh, the whole week I'm like, all right, what do I wear day one? Like which one do I go with the camo or do I go with the, uh, with, the, with the silver and black and, uh, sure enough, like ro- rocking the camo American flag on the side. And, uh, yeah. And you couldn't have written it up the, you know, Jack birdieing number 10, our first hole of the week. And then I, I, I never turn my phone off. I'm bad. Like with my phone, like I should, I should definitely like disconnect from it more than I do. Cause I'll just sit there and just scroll. But um, I turned my phone off for like the entire front nine, like the entire. So I like wanted to just like check like what the like not not even to like say anything to Jack. I just wanted to like see what the leaderboard was kind of like looking like on the back nine. I opened up my phone on like four of the of our second nine, and I had text, and I see text from like like it's bartenders, and I'm like, like did we did we catch a little did we catch a little airtime? <laughs> And sure enough, I have like the screenshots, the pictures of me and Jack on 10, like raking hands, you know, the Tom Cruise aviators on, like looking, <laughs> looking, looking sporty. And then sure enough, they're all like, let's fucking go. Like, like everybody, like I saw Facebook posts about it. I saw, I got texts, like it was so funny. Like, in, and Hector, you know, the, the, you know, the guy that runs the bar is like texting me and like, oh my, amazing. I'm like, all right, just let me know, like, if, you know, if I bring in my, uh, you know, my rent check for, the, they, they own our building. So I'm like, maybe I bring in my rent check this month. And he says, hey, you're good. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I hope he does. Yeah, that'd be nice, right? <laughs> Listen, free PR Shout out, out like of PJ Tour. Plug. <laughs> but also, I mean, they, they got a good picture of the hat on 16 after that bunker shot. That's like, where, that, I think that's the picture that I saw, right. Jack. Yeah. I, Cause yeah. I don't, I don't know if I saw the aviators picture. I'll have to have Jack's, I'll have to have Jerry send me though. So I have that yeah. and maybe I, I can post I got, it. Yeah, cause it, it was funny. It was, cause it was, it was like the first hole, you know? And, and Jack, obviously, I don't know if they would have showed it if he wasn't like, you know, you know, it, kind of the, the, the press coming into the week. Right, of, the way he got in. Qualifying on Monday. The, yeah, exactly. And all the guys were even talking about like, Oh, the kid made birdie eagle to get into the, the you know to the event to qualify, um, and then you know they get, oh oh here here's the kid who won the tournament you know Monday and here he is birdieing the first hole sick up and down from the you know from left field everybody yeah yeah it was pretty good Bones was on the the putting green right and he's like oh yeah Jack made yo JT here's the kid he made birdie eagle to get into the event and JT's like whatever dude. <laughs> How, I don't wait, care. How I'm here to win. No, don't... How don't you tell that story? When was this? This was going into Thursday. This is Thursday morning. You're on the putting um, green. When was that? Was, uh, Wednesday. I mean, it was just like putting on the putting green. JT Bones are there. They're just doing their stuff. And uh, you know, Bones has said like congratulations already to me. Like I think I saw him Monday after the whole thing. He was walking the course, and he, you know. But he came up to me. He's like, "Dude, the way you the way you finished that was unbelievable. Like, so cool. Like, congratulations. Like, must be pretty cool playing this week." And I'm like, "Yeah." And then he's like, "Oh, JT. Like, this is the kid who, you know, made birdie eagle to get in on Monday in the the showcase." And JT's like, "No way. Like, congrats. Like, but then it was like, all right, I'm just gonna keep doing my my putting." <laughs> he was like hand, like hi i'm justin hey i'm jack like nice to meet you and then it was like okay see ya crazy yeah. that's why it yeah that's big time yeah and i because yeah. i don't i don't think i saw the aviators picture i think i saw with the picture you were referring to jack let me uh let me see if i can find it yeah it was definitely the one on 16 i think it was too because i i i was glued to the was tv unreal. 
and my computer all week watching everything from the time that they would go live at nine, 10 o'clock all the way through the whole day. Like I literally would watch every shot of everybody throughout the whole week. Yeah, I don't have that. You would have to send me that one. I that's that awesome. One. Yeah. But no, I didn't see <laughs> that, that one either. That is, I, that's the one they need in their, in their. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's classic. That if that's not if that's not Instagram picture, yeah. that needs to be like it's that needs to be the the front door. You're hundred percent. They got yeah. pictures of everybody in there. They got the picture yeah, of everybody. like the garbage man and man. Yeah, like, if that's not there. the front yeah. door picture when you walk in, like that should be the frame of the door. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, that's walk it. In, hey, it's there to the right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, hundred. Hey, like, where's the hey? Where's the bathroom? It's like oh, just go to the picture of Jerry Wall and it's to the right. Yeah, dude, <laughs> love that. I mean, that's that's a no brainer. So Jared, what's the summer of at Leggett's going to look like? You might be signing autographs. I'll tell you what, Jerry, here's what you so. got to do. You got to – no, no, don't put it near the front door. You got to put it near where you like to sit at the bar, right? Yeah. So that you can sit there. Or just there. Put, it on the, put it on, like, the back of, like, a bar stool, and, like, that's my that's seat. That's your like, seat, no, right? Nobody, I, I wasn't even thinking you seat. take a seat. It's like – I, like, I like the corner – I like the corner – Corner spot by first Ave. That's my spot. That's put it Listen, put it right there. Le- the least they could do. It's like, hey girls, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, you can take a look <laughs> yeah. at what's going around. You see all the pictures of people here. Tell me anybody famous that you notice. <laughs> the least they could do is put the picture on the front door and then give you a seat, just like JW. Like it's like TW a little bit. Like just like, put let's a little. Have some class here, boys. Let me, listen, just a little J Dub. You don't know who J-Dub is? I'm not asking for the world. Yeah. You don't know who J-Dub is? Did you see the front door? <laughs> I mean, that, that's that's perfect in my eyes. I mean, yeah, it's a listen, no-brainer. the least they could do. So, so Jack, obviously, you know, when, when Jerry talks about, like, coming up with, like, his garment for the day and trying to figure out, like, what Leggett's hat he's wearing, yeah, what about you in, like, your apparel? Like, um, are you wearing specific gear whether it's from Texas Tech, things of nature, like are you, how, how does that operate for someone like you? And Jack, before um, you jump in, like you, you couldn't have possibly thought about an outfit before going to Hawaii. No, I only packed for Hawaii and that Monday at Riv. And then we played also at LACC on Sunday, the day before Riv. And that's there, both of those places are pants only. So I had a couple pairs of pants. I think we have three from we got three pants from tech for the golf team. So I was like, I'll just bring all of them. And then but I only had tech, you know, hats through like shoes, literally like full outfits from tech and then got in contact with uh, Chris Payne at Fluke Apparel, who we've had a, you know, a relationship with for a little bit. And he was nice enough to, you know, send a little little care package overnight to uh, our hotel in LA. So I was wearing, you know, their polos and pullovers, which were unbelievable. They're so nice. Yeah, you could, you didn't shut up about it. You're like, Oh my God, it's the best pullover I've ever worn. <laughs> I mean, it was unbelievable. And you're going to tell you what, the arms look good in the shirt. I got to tell you, you were like, a good fit for you. you. Did, they did. The you look man. good. You look good out like, there. Very spelt, right? I have, I Very have lean fit. pullovers like the, I mean, I'm an XL body size like that's just like my chest and stomach i belong in an xl but then i jeopardize my my sleeve length so they get really my get my sleeves over my hands and they're loose and i hate it but you know fluke does a great job in that um the sleeves are a little shorter and a little tighter so i didn't have to worry about rolling them up constantly and having them get frayed or whatever and be, being looser throughout the day 
So they, those were great. Um, obviously, with getting through in a college showcase, I wanted to represent Texas Tech a little bit. So, you know, had the hat, um, belt, had the pants on, which has the logo. Um, so I was kind of doing a two, two-way street there, which was pretty cool. But really happy with how it worked out. Um, worked out great. Are you sick of the same old golf attire, boring shirts, hats, belts that never really match your style? Well, I think we found that right spot. Check out Fluke Apparel Company. Customers have been raving about the quality and performance of all their products, from the local weekend golfers to the PGA Tour. Visit flukeapparelco.com to check out all their gear. Not only do they have sweatshirts, hoodies, wool hats, polos, belts, you name it, they got it. And it's not just the average shop. It's all good stuff. So go check it out at flukeapparelco.com. Jerry, actually, before the first round, we're in the hotel room and we're kind of getting ready. And it was, a, I think we had a late tea time. So it was like early in the morning. I wanted Jerry to get to the course and kind of walk with a few groups just to see what the the tendencies were on certain holes, where the wind was coming from, all that stuff. And Jerry looks at me, goes, what? Do I go camo or do I go black and gray leggings hat? Like, which one do I go with today? <laughs> and I'm like, I think, what, what did I tell you? I think I told you go camo. Yeah. You go cam- yeah, go camo. But Jerry was literally like, I think he was a little nervous. Like waking up in the morning, he's like, I don't there's like, no hiding it. There, the boy, the boy was nervous. Around, no <laughs> doubt about it. I was like, and boss wanted me to go walk the course. Boy was walking the course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want hey, you, I I want to, you to walk the course. I want a bacon, egg, and cheese, and uh, and like a deep, deep tissue back. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, boss, you're the that, boss, man. And then he kicked me down. He got... was like, oh, go down and have you know have breakfast with the cat. He's like, you're not allowed in here. You. Like, no, that total, was, you, you peasants don't the only yeah, this is players exactly. only this is players <laughs> only man you gotta, you gotta get a player <laughs> badge yeah jerry got booted from player dining yeah my parents show up and all of a sudden i'm like i'm like you know eating in like a third world country <laughs> it's like man i just went from uh you know Tell dining with all the players i'm like you know we're like sitting there like more cows like sitting having food next to us and all of a sudden i'm like with the caddies and yeah, the uh, the the workers down there, which honestly still felt like a Ritz Carlton. Not gonna lie, <laughs> Gary, tell the tell the story of uh, the caddy registration. Oh, Bonesy. So Jack t- yells at me on on third, I think Thursday, right? And he's like, "Oh, you, Jack's oh. like, you gotta go register." I'm like, "How could I not know this?" Now it's like one more thing of stress. I have no idea where to go. He goes, "Go go down there and like down the stairs, and you'll see." I'm like, <laughs> "I had no idea where I'm going." So like, I roll into the the caddy like the caddy yard. And, uh, you know, it's literally the the clubhouse of the tennis club. And uh, I roll in and I'm like, I don't see a table to like register. And like Bones is sitting there kind of by himself. And like all the other caddies are like kind of mingling like at other tables. So I'm like, is this is this where I register? And like Bonesy kind of looks up and he's like, oh, we got a newbie, boys. <laughs> so I'm like, Bones, I just got to know, is this where I register or not? And he's like, yeah, over there at that table. I'm like, there's nobody there. So I had to kind of hang out for like 20 minutes before the guy showed up. And then he was like, oh, are you Jack Wells caddy? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, you got to register. I'm like, that's my, I'm here, my guy. <laughs> so we, we, we got registered. He gave me some, uh, he actually gave me like, it was like a tea gift for the caddies. It was like this, like, stem kind of like heat pad. 
I was like, man, I've played in some like, you, you know, I played in USGA events, you know, big events, and I've never gotten a tea gift as nice as this. And I was just caddying. It was sick. <laughs> <laughs> that shows that next level up. Yeah. And you, sh- you guys should see this locker, like the locker rooms and all of the, like everything for the players. I mean, you, you are like, you feel like a 1% of 1%. Like it's, it's insane how, how catered the, the whole event is for these guys. And the, the locker room corridor didn't hurt. The, you know, the presence of everybody oh, in the insane. corridor was sick. It was, so it was me. Uh, actually, I'll start it with uh, who doesn't belong in this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so it was, all the Y's and W's. It was like Gary Woodland, Nick Watney. I mean, the guy used to be a guy shot 900. You yeah, he didn't play him. well. He didn't play well. <laughs> yeah. um, you smoked them. Take the over Nick, on Nick Watney, Watney, boys. <laughs> um, Cam Young, Will Zalatoris, me, Danny Willett. And then, like, seven feet across from me is is the big cat. Whoa. What? <laughs> and he had his own he had his own little area. Like, all these guys that I was with in my area, he didn't have a single person. It was literally just him. We had six golf bags on one side, and literally he didn't have anything. It was just empty on that side. So I'm like, do I, like, put my bag on that side because I like that side more? Or, like <laughs> – but, uh, just go knock on his door and say, "Hey, listen, yeah. got room for one more?" Yeah, hey, Tiger, right. are you using your whole locker? Or... Is that you think that's like hot girl syndrome, where it's like, <laughs> where it's like people are too afraid to go up to him, like, like nobody wants to go up to the super hot girl because they don't want to get turned down, and she's obviously out of everyone's league. Is that like you think that's what it is? Hundred percent. I mean, there's got to be something. Hey, Tiger, do you have an extra clothes hanger I can borrow, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Tiger, can I just putt with your putter real quick? I just want to see what it feels like. <laughs> right. You're, the, you're, you're using your putter correctly. You've only hit it in one one small section. You got to use the whole putter, bud. Yeah, use the toe. It comes off a little dead. It's Jack, there's your nowhere. perfect opportunity to be a little sarcastic with the guy, especially if he's in there. Be like, Tiger, Tiger, let, let me help you real quick here with this. Let me, let me show you something. So t- Tiger, drive. I've noticed something about your swing. Let me talk to you about it. <laughs> so good. It was, I mean, what a week. And so by sick. the way, when it comes Jerry Lupin in future events, like I think it's definitely going to be happening. Depend, like obviously, got to get into some events first, but um, hopefully that'll happen. But uh, I plan on Jer being being there come Thursday morning. Hopefully, we can uh, prepare a little more together prior. To, like if you knew on you know Sunday the week, week prior, prior, right? Like you know, you're there, we get, we get out there for for the whole week. You know, right? Get the work in. But honestly, like having Jerry there was great. Like parents came out, girlfriend came out, like we had the whole nine. Augie came out. Like we had the we had the whole nine, other than Ethan, because he had some stuff to get done with work and yeah, at the store. Somebody uh, had to stay back, hold up the hold yeah. down the fort. <laughs> but uh, you know, just just like having everybody there, because to me, that whole I mean, that's what I've been working for for 20 years, like and then going through high school college like that's been more realistic you know the past few years but you know my my parents obviously sacrificed a lot for all of us to play this game you know being at Manusquan and you know they've done so much for us on the golf course that to have them there to share the success um to be playing a PJ tour event to have them in player dining like you know meant the world to me and then have Jerry on the bag was you know it's just special and that's what i wanted the week to be i wanted it to be a combination of special and 
like, let's go get a result or let's go like, you know, focus on how to play my best. Um, and I, th- I honestly think that we did both of those things really well, which was really cool. Jack, it's funny you, you bring that up because I was just going to ask you like how we, we joke around with, with Jerry a little bit here being on the bag, but in all seriousness, how uh, he's a great golfer in his own right. So he's going to bring that, that knowledge, but being that you guys, the last time we talked, you guys talked about being super competitive and all that stuff, but also he is your brother. How good was it having Jerry on the bag, someone that knows you so well that can say, hey, like, you got to be calm here or like maybe even make a joke here or knowing when to make a joke or like all those kind of things that caddies need to do. How beneficial was that? Oh, it was huge. You know, it was it was nice to just like not have to feel that pressure of like, you know, a result all week. Like you can have some caddies that are just too into it with golf to a point where like you get angry or you're like, you just want to say, like, can you stop? Like, this is not yeah, what I need. Just I need that read by a foot. Like, shut I up. A, I need a calming sense. And then, like, yeah, when there's bad, when there's a bad putter, you know, I freak out a little bit. Like, I'm not going to feel bad at the end of the day because, like, we're brothers and that's what we do. But there's, like, hey, I'm sorry about, like, on seven – hitting the tree like i just think I, you're you're good enough i mean i could not not gonna lie so i don't know if you guys <laughs> let's walk you guys through this little scenario um so jack hits the worst drive of the week and it's funny it's because we're we're screaming at each other not really screaming but we're like we're mad at each other birdie. what's that this was post birdie i believe yeah and actually just back it up for you know to number six my homework paid off like you sending me out there work because we birdied six and that was the big thing. The wind swirls out there. So we had just come off a really good birdie um, on a tough wind um, pin placement um, on number six. We get that. We, we get, you know, like, let's finish this round off because we played well. Like, let's finish the round off. And then you blew it right on seven. And there's a there's one trait and we're right behind it. And the line was OK. But ultimately, the the drive set us up for bogey. That that's that's the moral of of the, the story. But um either way there's a tree and i'm like jack it's just just loft that that thing right up over it you know open up the face a little bit on the wedge and just smoke it you, i mean i can hit the shot and i stink compared to you so you can definitely hit the shot and my boy absolutely middle of the tree and the thing shoots dead right into like we had to look for the ball for a few like probably a couple minutes we were probably getting close to them being like jack like 30 second mark like let's let's go and uh so we found that we had to go directly sideways and then we got up and down from like 60 yards. So like it was a stressful bogey. And that was actually the one thing that we did. That was the only time that we really had like a stressful bogey. The rest of the week, we I thought we thought through shots so well. I mean, I think, you know, obviously getting put in that situation of a bad tee shot, we should have chipped out. That's one decision I think we wish we had done differently. But I think the pride and of we're, we're both very stubborn guys. Like we don't want to have to chip out and try to make part like we want to go for it like i can hit this shot and i think you agree you agreed with me that you could hit the shot and you ended up not hitting the shot because you stank but um <laughs> it wasn't that far was, I, mean, I, needed to, but, I mean i want to talk about more the the next story i got is um we met kurt byram who is a pga like the pga tour commentator. Yeah, the commentator yeah uh, yeah so we're, we're on the the range and he comes up and he's talking to us we're you know kind of just hanging out and uh he's talking to us and after the, I think it was after the first round, 
after they kind of taught like showed us on on tv and like kind of talked about what our deal was they were talking about jerry and how he was my brother caddying for me this week and like he was a good player and how he played in the usm and that night in the hotel room just had a long loop jerry listening to kurt byron telling him that he was a good player <laughs> so Love that. In bed and jerry's in his little cot like little I roll like loud i'm like i'm like falling asleep to it <laughs> so good really kurt byron being like yeah played in the usm here he's a really good player like and then, what's the best brother that, ever great yeah. golfer <laughs> He might be better than Jack. <laughs> Why isn't he playing? <laughs> but I would have yeah, shot a hundred. The course was too hard for me. So, so Jer, I'm going to flip the question on you. Like, how special was it seeing what Jack was doing from being you know on his bag and knowing his game so well? It's it's so funny because you never know how nervous somebody else is. Like, you just know how nervous you are. And um, I just wonder if I was actually more nervous than Jack because, like. I think when you're well prepared for something, you don't have to be that nervous. So like, you know, I felt un- like, you know, I felt like I had a lack of preparation, you know, between not getting out there till Wednesday, not getting out to go onto the course until literally first tee shot. So I was super nervous because of that. Like I didn't want my, you know, not having been out there and lack of prep be the reason. You know, I didn't want to cost Jack because of me. Um, so I was really nervous because of that. Um, you know, I think that he stepped up to the to the challenge a hundred percent. I mean, his game looks so good, which is why I think we both would say, like, you know, if we could retry, we could just start over right now and just do it one more time, like give us another shot. We make the cut all day long. I have like the a hundred percent faith in that. Um, but to just to watch him like, you know, on the tenth tee and like coming up nine and eighteen and like on thirteen, fourteen with all the galleries. Like watching your baby brother, like, you know, in the moment that he's basically spent his entire life, like, you know, training for, I couldn't have been happier. But like, yeah, those moments of like first tee shots, I'm like, please, please get this ball in the air. Like, you know, don't (laughs) shank it like and, you know, make a fool of yourself. Like, please get this ball like somewhere near where we're aiming. And to his credit, the entire week hit it great. Like the, 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 I think his drive on 10 the first round, like it went into the trees, like, you know, uh, left of the green. I think that ball would have probably went like 370. I mean, he absolutely mashed it between adrenaline and just grooving it. I mean, it, it was it was pretty cool to see and, and uh, you know, to be a part of it. And that was the thing. Like when he when I found out that that he qualified, like I wanted the bag, you know, and I'm I'm super competitive, too. I mean, between me and him. Like we are two of the most competitive people that, that I know, Um, you know, it's just, it's like, we have that kind of personality trait. Um, So I wanted to kind of feel like I was in the fight with him and like, try to help him get to that, you know, get to the cut um, and, you know, maybe make some noise on the weekend. And the fact that we didn't, I like, I think we both just wanted that much more um, to get him there. Like we were, I mean, I'm still disappointed with it. With the result. You told me yesterday. Like I called him yesterday and was like, I can't get it out of my mind that result. Like I need another go. Like I literally you played cannot... so much better than four over or like four over was the, like literally, I mean, the worst you could have shot. I mean, it could have been between not burning. I mean, part fives, you were one over and I felt like you were in good position on 11 every day. You three putted number one the first day. I mean, we, we could just find shots everywhere around the course. Like, you know, I think that the shot you hit on 
uh, three in, or four in the first round. Like, you know, I think if we just redid it, like, I just, I just know we could, we could make the cut. I just know it because your game is there. Do you think that that's because you didn't have that experience before? Like, this is this is your first one, right? So yeah. now being like the next time you go, you're going to be locked in on all these other things that you might not have expected. 100%. Because on like number, I think I was going to say number four, we like hit one over the green and like struggled. Like we had too many stressful uh, there bogeys, was, it felt like. There were a lot of mistakes. And that's just like my game right now, my swing and everything, just it's either birdie or bogey. Like I played, we had qualifying yesterday for our next event and I went out and shot one under and I had a stretch. I was three over through three, had a stretch. I went birdie, 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 eagle. So I turned in three under and then ended up shooting one under. So that's just my game right now. But that's what we did the first day. Like me. Are you in? Are you in the next tournament? Uh, We have our final round of qualifying today. Uh, uh, this afternoon. Uh, so. We'll see. We're going to Cabo. That doesn't suck. I, I listen. I stalked the schedule. I see. I, I stalked the schedule. I saw where you're going. I'm trying. I think it's, it's more it's like a more like vacation here. Yeah, it's still like vacation. It's getting to a point. Like I'm, I'm happy to be back in Lubbock. Obviously, I want to come home for spring break. That'd be ideal. That'd be nice. But like, I didn't. Know, I had a stretch where I wasn't in Lubbock or at, at school from February fourth until uh, the twenty third. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, twenty third. And you got How you doing classes? You you, you like are they Zoom or are they right. just? <laughs> I, I have three online classes that I've been able to like kind of keep up with. Okay. And then I have one in person class, but the professor's like, I I went to see him the other day because I missed an exam, so I had to make it up, and he was like, "So like you're having a pretty good stretch of weeks here." <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's not too bad. It's between Hawaii, and he goes, "Yeah, then you were in LA," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's a pretty good stretch, I would say." Yeah, and I'm gonna miss next week's because I'm in Cabo. <laughs> right. And he, he's like, whoa, what did I do wrong with my life? I'm like, oh, great. Play golf better. <laughs> Jerry, are you playing any uh, any NJSGA stuff this so summer? So here's my here's my schedule. I'm playing the I I want to win the state mid am at deal. I mean, it's so close. So I'm I'm signing up day one. I'm doing getting on the qualifying list. So I'm gonna do. Where are you qualifying? I have no idea. You're too young. So like, the mid am is like guys like me. Like that's where I need to fit in. Now, you're yeah. not a mid am guy. I'm pushing forty. <laughs> like you're not a mid am guy. So I'll tell you why the big reason. So. I'm not exempt for the state am at the, at Swan, and I desperately want to play in that. So I don't blame if you. I play, I think I was talking to one of the guys at the state golf, um, Brad, and he was saying I think if you get to like the semis of mid am, you don't have to do a qualifier for the state am. So like I just I'm looking at it as like a, a second opportunity, kind of like you know just get myself into the am. Don't have to worry about going like doing a one round qualifier, not getting in. And then having to go out and watch guys like Jack, you know, dominate Squan at the at the the state am. I want to. I I got to be playing in that too, pal. Jack, what's that? I got. I think I think you can get a a sponsor's exemption into the state mid am or the state am. I don't think it'll be an issue. You want to make that call? Who's gonna caddy for you, Jack? If Jerry gets in, who's caddying for you? Uh, I don't. Maybe maybe Demick. No, I'm just kidding. Nah, jacket and tie just you know um no, I guess convertible golf the, cart. The, good, the good thing about Mandis one is that there's a uh there's a surplus of you know guys we know yeah that you know do it every day good guys like our age that would, that would pick up the bag 
Mike already told me I can't caddy for him, so I'm open and available if you guys would, if you guys yeah. need. I said that, that is just like you guys. Yeah, listen, that that's the one that you're 100. percent Yeah, I, I'll I'll be ready for that. I, I'll know nothing about the course. You'll have to tell me how the butt breaks. But... Oh no, you don't have to do anything. You just got to shoot the number and just tell me how far. Just be I, a bag carrier. That's it. I'll figure be it out. Be a bag carrier. That's all. Yeah, you're yeah. exactly. Just tote the sack. That's all you're doing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Just get up and down the hills with me, buddy. Let's. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're the mule <laughs> for the week. There you yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that's great. But listen, guys, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And Absolutely. hopefully we'll all get together soon. Yeah. Probably. And hopefully we can talk about another tour event a little bit. Hopefully there's more to come. So, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. You guys keep killing it. Yeah, love the stuff, guys. Thank all you, right, guys. Pal, appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thanks, guys. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Take care. Bye.